0: hey can we give God a hand this morning man we serve an awesome God you can have a seat worship band thank you so much you guys rocked it and I was a few times over here I'm like man the crowd is getting into it. I don't know how you guys were at home but in here you guys were sounding good this morning I know that that probably encourages me or them but me up here too I was like man, we're like worshiping as a church let's do this right so much fun well i am so glad that we didn't have a winter storm today right and uh we wanted to make the wise choice and uh take a break last week and just do online which killed me because uh, my family came all the way down from kansas just to meet you last week all right and because we called that you weren't able to meet them but in a few weeks They will be here forever, and you guys will be like, please get them out of here. No, just joking. You will love them. I'm so excited for you to get to meet them. Well, we are starting a new series today uh, that we have named Joash, and uh, I'm so excited to dive into this Old Testament character with all of you. I don't know what your childhood was like, but uh, several time in, times in my childhood, uh, my dad would have these special projects for me to do, all right? All kinds of different things. And I remember one summer, my dad came to me uh, with a sledgehammer and a mini sludge and uh, several chisels. And he was like, hey, Ben, uh, I, I've got a project for you. You see those steps that go into our house, those cement steps? They were about as wide as this stage right here, right? It was a semicircle of cement steps that went up three into the house. He's like, I I need you to get rid of those steps, right? And so he gives me these, and and he wants me, right, to to start to just chisel away at these steps. And and at first, I was like, oh, it'll be easy. Like, I've, I've, I've chiseled out stuff Before and I start working on these steps, and it was not easy Whoever decided to construct these did a really good job, and I'm out here just like Whacking these steps and you know at first. I'm just taking the big sludge doing it And then I start realizing this is getting me nowhere and right and so I've just got to start chiseling Away at these steps trying to break them down because here's what the plan was The plan was that we were going to remove that and then put a a brand new front porch on the house. So I had to get it down low enough to to get it over that. Well, today, what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is that uh, as we get into this message today, that you will see some things that God maybe wants to chisel away at your life. I hope by the end that you have something specific or maybe it's a few things specifically that you're like, you know what? God's telling me, to break this down in my life. You know, maybe it's been a stronghold in your life for a while, but God's saying, no, today, this is gonna be the start of a a new journey for you to begin to to break this down. In fact, uh, during this series, I want us to be thinking about these three things, and we'll hit uh, one each week. So during this series, I want us to to hear that uh, we're going to break down some things in our lives. Next week, we're going to learn that we're going to build up some things and then in the third week we're going to learn about being wise so what we're going to do we're going to break down some things we're going to build up some things and we're going to be wise and we're going to learn all this through this story of joash in the old testament so i'm excited as, as we dive into this but firsthand we need to kind of get through a little history some context so that uh we know where we're at in the word and so uh, this story, it's found in two places. It's found in 2 Kings chapter 11. It's also found in Second Chronicles chapter 22 through 24. If you have your Bible with you, we're going to be in the Second Chronicles 22 um, passages today. And so uh, at this time period, the, the nation of Israel in the Old Testament, they have actually split into two nations. You've got the, the northern kingdom, which is the, the Israel kingdom. Uh, they have eleven or 10 of the tribes up there. And then you have the southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah, who has uh, two of the tribes there. And in that southern kingdom, the kingdom of Judah is the one that uh, we will be talking about, where King Joash will end up being a king of that kingdom. This takes place right around 832 B.C., and at this time, the nation of Israel, or the kingdom of Judah, has been experiencing bad king after bad king after bad king, kind of like we talked about last week. In fact, as we get to Joash, there's been 23 years of bad rulers. And just to kind of catch you up like right before the Joash time frame, uh, to talk about uh, Joash's grandpa and his dad, both of those kings were terrible. First, uh, Jehoram, he was the the king who had ruled, I I believe, eight years, and he had listened to uh, just people that were bad uh, advice givers to him. He had listened to his wife who led him down a wrong path as well and really did not uh, serve the way the Lord wanted him to. Well, he died, and then his son, Azahiah, had to become king. But Azahiah, he was the youngest of the sons, and he became king because the older brothers of his ended up dying as well. So imagine this, dad dies, older brothers die, and then uh, Azahiah is the last one that is set to be king. He's 22 years old, but he only gets to rule for one year before he dies as well. And so Athaliah, the queen mother, right she was uh she was uh at this point a widow she had lost all of her sons and and she's in this place where she really just kind of goes off the deep end now she was already off the deep end all right she you know historians believe that she's a relative of jezebel which is that that crazy queen that is in elijah's story and so uh, we believe that she brought uh, pagan worship into uh, the kingdom of Judah and other things as well. But when her husband is gone, when her sons are gone, she turns and begins to really latch on to power at this time. And, and she wants to uh, just really begin to rule things herself and so that's where we're going to start off in this passage today as we begin to uh, pick some things out of this story so it says this in second chronicles chapter 22 uh, verse 10 and on it says when Athaliah the mother of Azahiah saw that her son was dead she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family of the house of Judah right so what's she doing she's seeking out Anybody else who could be put in charge, and she wants to wipe them off the face of the earth. But then we see that next word, but. And this is this great word where we get a transition. It's almost like, but God wants to do something. Have you had some of those moments in your life? Where it's like, hey, all this craziness was happening, but God, right? And and so here's what happens in this. Uh, God sends... Jeshua, the daughter of King Jerome, or Jehoram, and, and this is actually the, the queen mother's husband, right? The, so the, uh, the daughter now, I'm guessing it wasn't her mom, but the daughter is going to do something that God is calling her to. So, but Jesheba, the daughter of King Jerome, takes Joash, son of Azahiah, and stole him away from among the royal princes who are about to be murdered. And put him and his nurse in a bedroom. Because Josheba, the daughter of King Jehoram and wife of priest Jehoiada, was Azahiah's sister, she hid the child from Athaliah so that she could not kill him. He remained hidden with them at the temple of God for six years while Athaliah ruled the land. Now we need to pause because it's like name after name after name and family connection after family connection. So what's going on, right? The 22-year-old king who was bad, who just died, this is his sister, Josheba, who, who takes his son, Joash, to the temple. She can take him to the temple because she is married to the high priest of the temple, Jehoiada. So she takes him and his nurse to the temple. Now, Joash is one years old at this time. She hides him away, and can you imagine? You know, it's not in the text, but I just, I begin to think about what would she be feeling at this time as, as she sneaks this baby boy and her, uh, his nurse away to the temple. Is she thinking, did Queen Athaliah find out about this? Like, is she gonna send some sh- soldiers? Or are they gonna be knocking on my door at any point right now? And I can imagine as hours tick away, some of that worry starts to subside. And after days tick away, they think, maybe we got away with this. Maybe we actually got to hide Joash, the rightful heir to the throne, uh, from the line of David. Maybe we, we were able to protect him. And I'm sure as these years ticked away, there was always this thought in the back of her mind and, and even in the back of um, Jehiada, the priest's mind, like, will somebody ever tell? Is anybody ever going to find out about this and then come and, and murder us and murder this baby because of this? But nobody ever finds out about it. And Queen Athaliah, she continues on her destructive tear. She's in charge for six years, and you can just imagine how the people are feeling during those six years, right? She's already killed this royal line, anybody who would be in there, and, and now they're thinking, well, this is just what it is. We've just got this this queen that's so difficult to to follow. We can't even uh, worship God the way we want to. She's got these false gods over here, and and people are really not pursuing God like they need to. But then the priest Jehoiada decides it's time. It's time to do something about this. Uh, Joash, the, the rightful king, he's now seven years old. And Jehoiada, he calls some of his key men that are in charge of hundreds of others, and and he works up this plan, and he sends them out into the land, and they bring back the Levites, they bring back the priests, and they bring back heads of households, and they all come to the temple. And and, and Jehoiada lays out this plan for him. He says, all right, one-third of you are going to be uh, at guard at the temple. One-third of you, you're going to be at the palace at the guard. And then one-third of you, you are going to be at the foundation gate. And 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 he remembers, he's like, oh, yeah, in the temple, we've got some of David's old armor. So he passes out 100 spears and 100 large and small shields. These guys are armed now, and they've got a plan. And any leftover people, they are just in the temple courts. So all this is set. Right, All these people are in place. And then this happens. It says this, Jehoiada, that's the priest, and his sons brought out the king's son. They would have put him right by some pillars that kings in the past had been anointed and proclaimed by in the past. And so brings out the king's son and puts the crown on him they presented him with a copy of the covenant and proclaimed him king. They anointed him and shouted, long live the king. Can you imagine this moment? Could you imagine the excitement? All these people are like in on this coup and they're like, they got it all ready. There's a seven-year-old boy, right? Like the crown is probably following off his head, but they're all looking at him and they're like, long live the king. Man, people had to been pumped. There had to have been so much hope that flooded in that hadn't been there for so many years. And then the evil queen, Athaliah, she finds out about this, right? And I know you're thinking she was so excited and happy about this moment, right? Check out what she does. When, when Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and cheering the king, she went to them Uh, at the temple of the Lord. She looked and there was the king standing by his pillar at the entrance. The officers and the trumpeters were beside the king and all the people of the land were rejoicing and blowing trumpets and musicians with their instruments were leading the praise. They were worshiping, right? Like, God, you're doing something good here. Then Athaliah tore her robes and shouted, treason, treason. But it was too late, right? It was too late for her. The new king had been placed uh, in his rightful position. And and so uh, Jehoiada sends some men to to take her to the horse's gate and and she's murdered for her crimes at that point. And, and, And there's now new hope in place because of this new king, that is on the throne in the kingdom of Judah. Now, I want to kind of pause for a moment in this because at at that time, they were excited because a, a king from the line of David was back on the throne again. For us, right, we don't get excited about an earthly king, but we do get excited about a king that comes from the line of David. We get excited about Jesus who sits on his throne today the king of kings the lord of lords and it's so important for us to realize it's so important for us to 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 get that the first step that any person would ever have in their life is not just believing in jesus but putting your trust in him making him not just the king of this earth but the king of your life as well this is what brings hope into our life when we realize man jesus truly is the king Of your life and 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 God makes it so easy for us that it almost feels difficult in our minds right he's not like oh go do a bunch of work for me and then I'll be the king of your life no God doesn't say that he says pray a prayer right we believe in him we confess our sins to him and then we accept him as our Lord and Savior just like that day they put the rightful king on the throne today could be your first step in saying i'm putting the rightful king jesus on the throne of my life and and maybe you've already done that but god's saying have i moved down a couple notches or not is it time to, to to put that right perspective Back on there, we're like, God, you really are the leader. Just like I made that commitment all those years ago, and just like you've hung with me through my ups and downs, like, God, I'm again placing you uh, as that rightful king in my life. Could we make that recommitment today? Could we say, God, you are the king of my life, or maybe you need to for the first time. But once they do that in this story, right, they put Joash, the seven-year-old, on the throne, Check out what happens just a little bit later. Jehoiada the priest then made a covenant with uh, uh, that he, the people, and the king would be the Lord's people. So I love this. They make a covenant with the Lord, almost something like I'm asking you to make with the Lord, right? They're like, all right, God, just re upping our covenants with you, Lord. And then he says this, I I love this part, and this is really the big takeaway that I want for us today, is all the people went to the temple of Baal. This is the false god that they worshiped. They went to the temple and they tore it down. They smashed the altars and the idols and killed Matan, the priest of Baal, in front of the altars. Are any of you like, man, the Bible's violent, right? Like, Like, what is going on in here? But I I think that it's so interesting, right? Because they they re-up with God, and then they're like, all right, what false God is around here? Like, we are taking this down. We're not letting this live in our land anymore, right? Like, they go and they break this down, and that's what I'm calling you guys to do today. Is there anything in your life that you've allowed to become too important? Is there anything in your life that you've allowed to to be uh, almost like a God or, or take the position of God? It can be good things or it can be sinful things. But if anything is above God, we need to figure out how we begin to break that down for him. In the same response, when they're like, man, we got this rightful king, God, we're making a new covenant with you, and then they go and break this down, we want to do the same thing. I want to point us to a, a, a passage in the New Testament, Colossians chapter three, and, and read this. And, and, and hopefully, as I read this, you'll begin to hear uh, maybe a list of some things that maybe one of these items might be true for an area that you need to say, you know what, God, I want to I break this down in my life, maybe a stronghold that you've allowed to be put up. Uh, it says this in Colossians chapter three, one through five. Since then you have been raised with Christ, right? This is what happens when we make Jesus the king of our lives. Since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. So can we pause for a minute as as we all evaluate what's going on in our, our hearts and lives? When you start to think about All right, do I have any idols in my life? Do I have any strongholds? You begin to think, all right, am I setting my hearts on things above, or is there anything I've set my heart too much on things of this earth? Am I setting my mind on things above, or or is there too many things of this earth that I've set my mind on? And so it says this. It says, right, we want to keep these uh, hearts and minds set on things above. And then it reminds us. It says, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Right? If you're newer to hearing about some of this language from the Bible, what Jesus tells us is that when we give our lives to him, that our old life dies and we get a new life in him. So it says here, it says, for you've died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ is your life, uh, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And then we come to this last part in verse 5 that I think is so important. It says, so put to death. Or I want you to hear the words, break down. Break down, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, greed, which is idolatry. So is there anything that you've been hanging on to, right? Is there anything that God's like, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready to chip away at some of these things in your life. Maybe for you, it's like, you know what? Like, I've been hanging on to, I've just been greedy, right? God, will you take that away? You know, sometimes we can make good things God things. And for instance, all the time I try to check my heart and check my life to be like, God, I wanna make sure I'm not putting my wife above you. God, I want to make sure that I'm not putting my kids above you, right? But then we can start getting into some, some sin-type items as well. I get talked about things like sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, pride. Guys, it, it's so easy just because you live with you, all right? All the time, 24-7, 365 days a year, it's so easy for us to be prideful because you're always thinking about what's going through your mind and heart. And maybe God's trying to say, hey, we need to chip away a little bit at that pride and realize the world doesn't revolve around me. It doesn't revolve around you. It revolves around God. And so I don't know what God is asking you to chip away at today, but I am certain of this, that when we make him the king of our lives, He's going to point things out to you that he wants you to break down. And what if 2021 was a year that you were like, you know what? God, I'm going to run after breaking down this one thing for you. Like, I'm going to really lay this down at your feet this year, God. Like, I want to be better at not gossiping this year. I want to be better, God, at at, at really uh, giving more of my time over to you. Like whatever that is, just give it over to the Lord and, and say, God, I'm breaking this down. I'm I'm stopping this sin. I'm stopping this bad thing. And you will be number one in my life. So what is God telling you? Hey, tear this down. You know, uh, I remember one time I was uh, going through a cafeteria line at college. Uh, and as I was uh, going through that, I, I was talking with, Mark Moore, one of our professors, and he said, you know, every month I I give up something uh, just to fast from for the month. And and as he was telling me this, I was like, man, that's really cool. And so like some months, he would give up driving his car, right? Even though he was like 10 or 15 miles from work, he'd give up driving his car to work just because he he wanted to be in the practice of never letting a good thing become a God thing, right? And, And so he would intentionally look for good things to fast from to say, God, you're the most important thing to me no matter what. You know, I I heard a fact this past week that uh, it's estimated that um, we will spend upwards to seven years of our lives flipping through social media. Seven years, right? And you just think, oh, there's just a little bit of time today. And and teenagers, it's estimated that you might spend up to 10 years of your life. Can you imagine if we got to the end of our life and God was like, hey, I want to like line this up for you, right? And you're like, oh, I spent 10 years of my life just with my thumb. Like you would think that your thumb was really strong at that point, right? But I want us to think, are we letting any good thing become a God thing? Are we letting every, any sin rule our lives? And, and at what point do we want to say, no, God, you're king and I will break these things down With your help God so what is that for you today Uh, I'm gonna pray and then as we sing uh, this last song I would love for you just think about what that is that God's wanting you to break down so let's pray father God you are uh, worthy to sit on the throne God you are the only one who's worthy to, to be in that position to be the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and God help us remember that with with our hearts and lives god i know that uh just with with our own strength we can't accomplish it god but with your help we can break down whatever things are are holding us god let us be faithful to you being number one in our lives god help us to be able to throw off the sin in our lives that just entangles us god we don't want it anymore god we want to be experience the freedom that comes through your son jesus christ So God, we just lay this all at your feet right now. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you want to uh, pray with somebody this morning, we're gonna have some prayer partners up front and I'll be up here I would love to pray with you and just say, hey God, let's, let's give this over to you. Or if you wanna make a first time decision for the Lord, feel free to come forward as well. Hey, let's praise our King.